This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 93. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you've been emailing me about getting hold of specific training and real estate success tools, I'm here to tell you I've listened and I've taken action. My brand new online shop is now open at topagentstore.com where you can get exactly what you need individually. You'll find my very popular listing presentation and pre-listing kit, Direct Mail Power, which is my collection of the very best direct response prospecting letters, plus ebooks, videos, and audios of the top tools and strategies I've collected over time. There's no need to wait because most items are available as an instant digital download. You can simply head over to the show notes for this episode or go to topagentstore.com. Well, if you're a regular listener to my podcast, you'll know I've featured interviews with real estate agents from many different places, all at different stages in their careers. Some are new, while others are seasoned pros, but in each case, they share a unique skill. One of the great things about hosting a podcast dedicated to unpacking the success of top agents is that I get to connect and speak with some amazing people, and today's guest is no exception. In fact, I think we've created some pretty awesome content, and the all-important facts can be summarized by these numbers. Three, the number in her team, including an executive assistant and a buyer manager, 8.30am to 12 noon the three and a half hours she dedicates to prospecting Monday to Friday. 20,000 is the number of contacts in her database. Wow. 15, the average number of listings she carries at any one time. 102 is the number of sales she completed in the last 12 months. And $1.15 million, her GCI for the last year. Alexandra Porter is an 11-year real estate veteran working out of the Brisbane suburb of Aspley under the rapidly expanding Coronas brand. As you're about to hear, she's all business and offers a very simple yet powerful and proven formula for sustainable real estate success. Wherever you are in your career, I know you're going to get maximum value from this interview with Alex. I started out asking how she ended up with a career in real estate. So I started when I was 21. Uh-huh. Uh, my my parents actually pushed me to get into real estate because they um, had done quite well with some investment properties right. um, and thought that that would be the way to go. Plus, I was previously working in, you know, little sales jobs at, you know, Harvey Norman and places like that. So yeah. they thought that I might have the, the personality to do well at it. So that's, I actually listened to their advice. Cool. <laughs> and how long have you been in real estate now for? Um, 11 and a half years. Wow. Wow. That's, yes. um, that's quite a time. Um, I know. <laughs> and can you give us, let's just talk some numbers and we'll just set this up right at the start. GCI for the last 12 months? Uh, was 1.15 million. Okay. And what about in terms of listings and sales for the, uh, for so, the year vaguely? Yeah, I sold 102. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so how many listings, Alex, would you carry at any one point? Um, usually about 15. Okay. And, yep. um, do you, are you building a team? Do you get the support from within the Coronas network? How does it work? Yeah. So Coronas 
um, they do provide a lot of support. So they give us an administrator to work with. Um, I've actually got a really good administrator under me, so that helps a lot. Right. Um, she's very good at her job. Um, and I've actually given her additional responsibilities within my team as well, um, just so that she's always growing too. Okay. Um, we then also get given, once we're writing to a certain level, we also get given what we call a buyer manager. Right. Um, so that's someone we can train up to do buyer inspections for us and things like that. So um, I've always had <clears throat> the support of a, an administrator and where I can find a good buyer manager, I'll have a good buyer manager. Okay. So your team at the moment is whom? Uh, I've actually only got an administrator at the moment. I right. did have a buyer manager for the last 12 months. He's just left. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but that's just to go on to bigger and better things, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually in the process of looking for a new buyer manager at the moment. Okay. Tell me, um, just define your buyer manager's role. What are some of the specific, obviously working with buyers, but just let's just dig a little bit deeper into that for a sec. Yeah, so the buyer manager role, um, it's essentially to help grow people to become an agent. So they start off with uh, prospecting, um, which I still do that myself, but they've got to learn how to do it as well if they do want to become an agent. Yeah. So they're prospecting, they're doing the buyer inquiry, they're doing buyer inspections, they're giving feedback to the owners. Um, every now and again, they'll attend the building and pest inspections. They do the pre-settlement inspections. So um, they're basically doing all the buyer uh, responsibility jobs. I don't get them to do the negotiations until they're at a level where I think they can they can handle it. So right. we slowly progress that in there. Um, okay. Yeah, and then eventually we end up training them on how to list property as well. Nice, nice. Okay, so they they're starting right from the right from the very basics or, or getting familiar with the basics, and then you're growing them into the role. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, you mentioned prospecting and I know it's coming up to 9am there where you are, So, um, which is your prospecting time. So yes. uh, I want to thank you for uh, letting me drag you away from that. Um, <laughs> t tell me how your prospecting works. Do you Is this something you religiously do daily? Do you do it at the same time? Uh, yeah. So every morning between 8.30 uh, to 12 is my prospecting time. Okay. So um, I think it's essential for agents to do their own prospecting, um, you know, whether they've got support or not. I think people want to hear from us. Yep. So totally my prospecting, Yeah, and my prospecting um, over the last 11 and a half years, I mean, it's sort of stacked up. So I've got a fair pipeline now. So when I get in in the morning, I've got a list of people to call and I just get through that. And that's people who have never sold through me as well as people who have sold through me, past appraisals and things like that. So it yep. does make it a lot easier when you've got that pipeline there yeah. to keep it going. Yeah. And how many contacts would you have in your database? Um, I've got 20,000. Okay. So have you found, that's a lot, have you found that your, um, I just, I guess we'll bring this back to basics, your income has increased commensurate with the number of contacts you have in your database? Yeah, absolutely. Just a direct yep. connection? Yep, so absolutely. Because the people the people that you're contacting on a regular basis, I mean, you might meet someone at an open home and they're not ready to sell yet and they might sell in two years' time. Right. But by me keeping in regular contact with them, they then know that <clears throat> I'm a reliable agent. I give them updates on what I'm selling in the area so they know that I'm successful in my, in my area as well. And then when it comes to listing, um, you know, you're often listing the properties and you don't have any competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they already trust that. you. 
yeah, and you yeah. build that relationship. Yeah. So you're the. Am I correct in assuming again yes. that the vast majority of your listings would come from your twenty thousand contact, um, you know, warm contacts. That's right. Yes. From your database. Yes. Cool. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you need more listings, you simply need to get more contacts. It's pretty straightforward. Just do what Alex does and jump on the phone. You do it Monday to Friday. Uh, so I actually have Fridays off now, so Monday to Thursday. Nice. And, <laughs> yeah. Alex, how many people, so 8.30 to 12, how many people would you connect with in those three and a half hours? Um, at least 30. Right. At least 30. And they've got to be quality conversations too. Um, I leave a lot of messages for people as well. Um, the, the reason I do that is because over the years, you know, I've had people where I've left them messages and then they've called me after, you know, maybe six months and then, um, you know, they, they, they're ready to sell and they, they remember me because I've left messages for them. Yep. So yep. that's why I leave messages because it's worked in the past. Okay. Where are you – how are you attracting most of your contacts? Um, so – Are they from everywhere? Yeah, they are from everywhere. Um, naturally, I get phoned in now. So when I first started, I was calling um, – you know, on the markets, I'd, I'd call around the streets where I'd just listed properties for sale, um, the buyer inquiry, open homes. So asking the right questions at the open homes made a huge difference for me. Yeah. Um, and, and just giving people, you know, a bit of love, yeah. I think, yeah. um, that you know, they want that. So if I paid attention to what they were trying to buy, then they'd often turn around and say, well, we've actually got a property we need to sell as well. Yeah. Um, so just just things like that. Um, and then I get referrals, um, you know, from past clients and friends and things like that too. Beautiful, beautiful. Tell me if you're prepared to share your secret sauce when you do um, jump on the phone. Uh, what what does that conversation sound like? What are you actually saying? Because I find, I find a lot of people know they need to do this, but the the inertia comes about when they actually start to go through the process and they pick up the dial and they really don't know what to say. Did you ever have an issue with that? If so, how do, how do you overcome it? Did you overcome it? And and what does a typical call sound like? Yeah, um, I mean, when I started, I definitely um, had no skills when it came to talking to people on the phone. Um, but over time, I mean, what I've actually found is that um, your tone of voice when you're speaking to people can make a huge difference to the outcome of the conversation. So usually I'm very happy. Um, it's a high energy call. And my scripts are probably fairly basic um, if it's just a general conversation. So I'll usually just um, say to someone, it's Alex from uh, Coronas. I noticed it's been a little while since we last spoke. Is there anything that I can do to help you with real estate at the moment? Okay. And if, if they need something, they'll, they'll usually say yes because if they're happy with my approach, um, they, they do respond to that. Right. Um, I think if I were to call them and go, hey, it's Alex and, and do it in a dull tone, well, why would they want to speak with me? Of course. Um, so I have actually found that having um, high energy has worked quite well. Um, with, the, with the tougher phone calls like the on the markets and things like that, obviously it's a bit different. Yep. Um, I come from – this sort of approach where I don't understand why they're on the market and right. I, you know, and I say that to them. I say, look, I, I've sold a few properties in your area and I'm just trying to understand, you know, why your property hasn't sold, what's going on there. Um, and I try to come from a, like, I'm, ju I'm just trying to learn what's happening with their property. So this is, this is somebody that you've listed 
this is your listing, but it hasn't sold. No, this is someone who's listed with someone else. Okay. And they haven't sold. It's an expired, it might be an expired listing or something like that. Yeah, and and to be truthful, I don't do a lot of those now anyway, but back when I started, it was essential um, to get, you know, my business up and running. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because, yeah, there's so many things that can let them down as well when they're on the market. You know, the agent may have lost interest and they might just need a bit of fresh energy. So, yeah. Well, Maybe the agent just hasn't tapped into their motivation. That seems to be the most common thing and um, given them reasons to get their price into line and, and get a result. But, I mean, uh, I guess everybody's different. But I find yeah. that uh, that if you – I mean, if a seller's not motivated to sell, then they're, they're not going to be priced uh, accordingly. So um, I guess it's just the way no. it is. What about – are you, are you offering many properties for sale by auction? Uh, no, uh, okay. I haven't auctioned a property for maybe eight years. Right. Um, the reason being is in my area, I just find with the demographic that um, I do a lot of offers over a price. Yeah. Um, I actually get a lot of feedback from buyers that um, they're very frustrated when there is no price advertised and often they'll skip past them. So I think it's in my owner's best interest if we do have some kind of price. Yep, yep. Uh, but that doesn't always happen in Queensland, does it? No. Um, no, I mean, a lot of my competition do auctions and things like that. But to be honest, I think that helps in my area uh, because people prefer to use me because I do use a price. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, what about your personal marketing? What kind of, what are you doing to uh, drive additional traffic? I guess you're doing the typical, like, just listed and just solds, but what else is going on? Yeah, we do um, justices and just solds on every property. Um, I also do a lot of Facebook promotions. So um, I, I do the just listeds and the just solds on Facebook. I um, ask my owners, you know, if they've been happy with my service, if they could give me a review, which I also post on my Facebook. So I boost um, a lot on Facebook because I have found this year that that's worked really well. Okay. Um, and it's definitely increased um, the phone-ins that I get. Okay. So. Um, I do that specifically for my area. That's my target audience. Um, and then with, with the Facebook as well, um, I'll often put, you know, um, time lapses of my open home so that they can see the amount of people coming through to my open homes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, just little things like that um, to keep it interesting because it shows, um, you know, that I'm getting people in the door. So that's what they should expect if they list with me. Yeah, you're getting, it's, uh, you're the agent of action. There's things going on. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Facebook is a huge one for me. Um, I mean, we do prospecting around our just listed and just sold as well, yes. um, not just the letters because I think that's really important too. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and uh, are you, how much are you spending with or are you doing, you're not spending anything or is this vendor paid advertising when you're doing your just listed, et cetera, in Facebook? Yeah, the just listed and just solds are vendor paid advertising. Right. Um, with my Facebook, um, I, I do change it up a little bit depending on um, the property and the area. So okay. I usually do, you know, it, it's just $20 a boost. That's yep. it. <laughs> yep. So you're not spending um, too much but you're getting response. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. definitely. Cool. Um, and are you having any issues, Alex, with uh, defending your fee? Always. Right. <laughs> right. So give us, uh, give, us, give us the benefit of your expertise in, in, in that area. When somebody's saying, well, 
Um, somebody, you know, Harcourts are prepared to do it for two percent. What do you? Um, how, how do you? How do you combat that? Um, well, that's that's always a bit of a concern for me. If they're if they're willing to drop their fee that easily, yep. I mean, that's their money. Yep. What are they going to be like with my owner's money? Okay. Um, because they're supposed to be the skilled negotiator at the end of the day. So that if they can't even negotiate their own commission, yep. how are they going to be when they're in front of a buyer and they're under pressure? Okay. Okay. Um, because that's that's the difference here. I mean, what what's more important is is it my fee or how much you end up with in your pocket at the end yeah. of the day? Yeah. Well, you have to back yourself that you can do a better job. I mean, if you if you're just the same as every other agent, then uh, why would they hire you? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we do have um, a few differences at Coronas, which I do find help a lot. Yeah. Um, the fact that. You know, we're a family-owned business and we've got 23 offices. We have a huge network of support. So if, for instance, one of my colleagues wants to help me sell a property, then they can um, and they can introduce a buyer. And if we end up in a multiple offer situation and we end up with 10, 15 grand more, well, that's the commission. Yeah, yeah. So and – and that's the, I, I do try to um, show them what I've done with other owners and other properties and things like that so that they understand that if I can get them more money, then they'll get me for free. Okay. Do you, and do you use a pre-listing kit? Yeah. So we, we send out, um, you know, our little bio and I send out, you know, my reviews, um, all my sold properties, um, things like that. It just helps me get a little bit more credit before I'm in the door as well. Yeah, it helps to pre-sell you. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so, okay, you've been in real estate 11 years uh, and, and, and you're ambitious to grow your numbers and stuff like that. What are, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing at the moment professionally? Um, the biggest one has always been uh, finding good staff. Okay. Uh, so good buyer managers. Yep. Um, you know, I think, I mean, I was a buyer manager for a couple of years before I became an agent, and I think it was the best thing I could have done when I started in the industry, um, finding people that are prepared to make sacrifices um, and prospect and, you know, really get into it. It's quite difficult. Yeah. Um, and admittedly, I probably do have quite high standards um, for myself and my team, um, yeah. but that's to everyone's benefit at the end of the day. Of course. Um, yeah, so finding good stuff is is always the biggest challenge for me because if I had more buyer managers, um, you know, the amount of listings and properties I could sell would almost be unlimited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to make that happen now. Mm. <laughs> Easier said than always done, hey? Trying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a question I love to ask uh, gun agents like yourself Somebody's listening to this, their numbers aren't as, as good as they'd like them to be. They might be in a bit of a slump. They're spinning their wheels, as we say. What would be your advice? What two or three things would, would you advise? If, so, if somebody took you out for a cup of coffee and said, Alex, I'm struggling, uh, what would, I guess without knowing a whole lot about the individual situation, but what's some sort of generic advice that, that you would give somebody like that? Um, I'd say they need to start with prospecting. Right. They need to get on the phone. They need to have a daily plan and make sure that they're prospecting every single day. Um, you know, when I started and even throughout my 11 and a half years, there's been times where I've had to force myself to pick up the phone. Um, but I do because I know that, um, that's the difference between me doing well and me not doing well in real estate and it's, and it's worth it. And also I think of how much we can earn 
in the industry, um, you know, making a phone call is a is a pretty small sacrifice. So people need to get past that, and they need to learn to love to prospect because that's that's how we're going to do well. Um, so that that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is I'd suggest that they uh, find someone who's successful, you know, within their office or within their brand, and they follow them, right, uh, and learn what it is that they do. Almost because- like a mentor. Yeah, because that's, I mean, I was really lucky to have several mentors around me when I came through, um, which taught me some really good habits. Um, and I and I think that that's really important for people to have someone that can hold them accountable on a daily basis, okay. um, because that's what we've got at Coronas. And that's definitely um, what keeps you on track. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is I write out my goals every single day. Okay. Um, and I think that is a huge driving force for me. Um, I've never lost sight of my goals because I write them out daily. I write out affirmations daily. Um, I keep track of my core counting log and my results for the day. So um, a result for me is if I've set an appointment um, and if I've listed, reduced or sold a property for that day. So I'm holding myself accountable um, every day. And, you know, when it comes to lunchtime, if I haven't set an appointment, well, I keep going. Yeah. Especially if I don't have appointments, you just keep going. You don't um, let yourself off the hook. No, you can't kid yourself yeah. in real estate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the prospecting is a really big thing. Um, and, and definitely the goal setting, you know, I've got a vision board as well. Um, I know some people might think that's a little bit lame, but when times get tough and I mean, the last several years in real estate have been pretty pretty tough yep. uh, when I started, um, you had to remember why you were doing it. Yeah. I've, uh, I've got a vision board and um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I can actually uh, measure or define whatever you want to call personal success. But when I don't have it, I, I, don't, I don't seem to do as well. I mean, I've, I've moved houses a lot in the last sort of 10 years and there's been times when I haven't had it. And then I, oh. get, it, I get it back. It keeps my focus and, and uh, I really like it. It's just there around me and, and um, it's, a, it's a thing of beauty. I love it. And it's, it's sort of, you know, uh, the whole thing about the secret was that you become what you think about. So if you've got those, yep. if you've got those prompts and, and reasons and motivations in front of you, it's, it's not mm-hmm. too hard. So tell me about, you said you write down your goals each day. So if you're talking about like annual goals, are you, you're reconfirming those daily? Is that what you mean? Yeah. So um, for me, um, writing out one big goal, uh, has worked for me over the years. Right. Um, so I write out, um, for instance, my goal at the moment is that I want to pay $200,000 into my home loan. Okay. Because if I do that every year, then it'll be paid off within, you know, a few years, which yep. is great. Um, so I write that out every day. Um, and then I also write out how many listings and sales I want to achieve for the month. And then I break it down into how many appointments I have to set per day to do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I love yeah. it. That sounds great. Yeah, because um, it is about numbers too. I mean, if you really simplify it back to the basics, it's about the numbers. If I've made <clears throat> a certain amount of calls, uh, then I'm going to set a certain amount of appointments and that should convert to listings. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're with uh, Coronas, a, a dynamic brand and a, a brand on the rise that a lot of people are talking about um, yeah. and some great younger teams as well. I think you've got some of the youngest people in real estate, certainly business owners, so there's a lot going on there and uh, and 
and the Coronas leadership team are great at, at empowering people. What um, what do you think, with, with that in mind, what does the future look like? What are we going to see in the next? And I know things are going so fast at the moment, but have you got any idea for, for how your world will look in five or ten years? Um, well, I'm, I'm already a shareholder at Coronas. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm out to set some records within the company. That's what I'd really like to do. Um, and focus more on, uh, my personal achievements rather than competing with everyone else within the company. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to sell 150 properties for the year. Um, that's definitely a big goal of mine. Um, and then potentially move into a leadership role at some point, uh, because I, I think I'm possibly going to want to have kids <laughs> soon. <laughs> not, not sure when I'm going to be able to fit that in. but Well, you'll um, have to fit them in between the prospecting. <laughs> Maybe you can fit them in on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still working that out, to be honest, um, because for me, I mean, listing and selling comes so naturally now that um, it makes sense for me to continue doing this, and I really love it. So um, I'm, st- I'm still working all that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, life's about opportunities and it seems like you're creating so many of your own. So congratulations, Alex, and, and thank you so much for your time for our call today. No, that's okay. Thank you very much. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray. Ray.